Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. 1 Thessalonians 5. Thank you, Father. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for moving the way you did this morning. Thank you for moving again today. Hey, I love you, Lord. When you feel his presence, you just have to stop everything. 15, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always pursue what is good, both for yourself and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, someone say everything. Everything. In everything, say it again, everything. everything. You see, sometimes we have to say it again until we really grab a hold of the word. In everything, give thanks for this. What is this? Well, how many of you are going through a challenging time right now in your family and life right now and just will be transparent and say, that's me. You don't have to raise your hand. But how many of you would just say, you know, I'm going through a challenging time? But how many of you are going through a good time in your life right now? Now, no matter what your time is, the season you're in, what he is saying there, what What Paul is writing is simply stating everyone in this building, everyone he's talking to, you need to give thanks because of what's going on in your life. No matter how bad it is, you need to thank God for it. Then that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But we're going to explain that a little bit further. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Don't look at anyone else's life and say, you know what, that's God's will for my life. No. That's where we mess up. We start looking at everyone else's life and start judging our life by their life. And if it's not happening good for us like it is for them, we become upset. They that judge themselves among themselves, the Bible says, aren't wise. But you got to look at your life and realize that, you know what, I can look at someone else's life as a source of encouragement because because if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. But when I look at my life, I know that all things are going to work out for my good. And this may hurt now or may be going through a problem right now, but it's going to get better because this too shall pass. In all things, give thanks. The subtitle for today is simply this, always be thankful. Always be thankful. I want you to turn to somebody, I want you to look at them, and I want you to just tell them, no matter what you're going through, no matter where we're at, no matter what's happening, be thankful right now. Now somebody give God some thank yous in this place. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it like a, say it like a, like a Pentecost or like a, like a fiery Baptist. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. 
Now give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. You can be seated this Sunday morning. Some of you don't know what we are, Baptist or Pentecostal. Well, most of you know already. And we lost some because they knew what we were. Well, can't please everybody. Anyways, that's another whole sermon. God really moved in a powerful way this Sunday morning at the 830 service. Um, the gifts flowed and things happened. And in this service, um, just thinking about what the Lord wants to do, I, I pray that you're blessed. I pray that God would just use me today to, to just convey a simple message, but yet powerful. The Table is the series that we're on right now. It is a series based on conversations that we feel like every Christian family should have. Conversations we feel like every Christian family should have in their family. In reading this portion of scripture that they're fixing to take off and put the title slide on, when you read this, they're going to, uh, the church, they're going to consider the words of Paul. They're going to consider everything he said when he said everything, if you will. It isn't easy to give God thanks in everything. I have learned to be optimistic myself. I have personally learned to um, thank God for everything, even when something bad happens or doesn't work out the way I intended. Um, you know, Harvey was hard, but, you know, thank God we made it through, right? So we can be thankful for that. I've been in car wrecks before, and I've had cars totaled, and how can I give God for my car being wrecked. Well, I can thank them that none of us were harmed. So I thank God for that. It could always be worse. And things could always be better. There's always the, the, the what if in life. Sometimes people don't want to thank God because they realize circumstances aren't always going to be this way and they're going to change. So when good things happen, sometimes our own perspective is, oh, it's, the sun is shining today, but it's going to rain tomorrow. And they, they're already in the, the tomorrow. Their mind is already, you know, in the rain. All their plans haven't been rescheduled. And, you know, rain can be a blessing, but also can rain can change everything and prolong your time and schedule. You know. But this is why the Lord says, you know, if the sun is shining today, and let me just kind of paraphrase, give thanks in this day, because this is the day that I've made. Rejoice and be glad in this day. And when it does rain, and if it does happen to come, then give thanks to God in that rain, because this is something I've given you in my life, and it may throw a little bit of a monkey wrench at your schedule, but thank God for the rain. If you look on the moment, and if you can get caught up in the moment and learn to embrace life as it is and thank God for what we have already, God will begin to add to what you have. Gratitude positions you for more. Gratitude is a different part of your faith that allows you to be a recipient for more. 
everyone knows this. It puts you in a position for a great attitude to look at your problem and and say, no matter what this problem is, it can't stop the will of God in my life. And it won't stop Jesus from loving me. And it cannot get in the way from my destiny in my life because I'm not going to allow it. See, sometimes a heart of gratitude, having a heart of thanksgiving, when you're able to thank God for the problems. You see, I thank God for the problems because sometimes God doesn't move the mountains for me. Sometimes God wants me to climb the mountains. So, so I thank God that he's given me the uh, ability to climb the mountain. And I thank God for the strength I have now that I have after the fact that, you know, I had to go through it, but God brought me through it and, and God made me stronger. I'm a stronger, I'm a better and wiser person. So Lord, you know what? Thank you for this problem, God, because I'm going to come out better. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out wiser. And faith allows you to have that perspective. Knowing the Bible and knowing who your God is will cause you to look at any circumstance and say, boy, it looks bad right now because something good is on its way. Something good must be fixing to happen. I'm telling you, we've been going through some hell, but I'm telling you, it's because God wants to give us some heaven. And and that's the the kind of faith you have. That's not just being... uh, unrealistic and being optimistic alone. It is having faith in God, knowing that God said he would never leave you. He would never forsake you. He will never put you in a place or bring you to something not to get you through something. Faith. Believing. In our discussion, the one thing I want to convey to you is this one thing. Always be thankful. Always be be grateful. Well, I didn't meet my schedule. Well, better late than never. Right? I don't have much, but at least you have something. Always be grateful. Take a look at your life and see what ungratefulness has done for you or for other people. I want you to look at this just for a moment. An unthankful heart seldom gets blessed by the same person twice. An ungrateful heart seldomly gets blessed twice by the same person. When a person is ungrateful, let's talk about our children, right? I know if I give my child something, and I know I did something and that was, it was sacrificial, and I knew that, boy, I just, I just can't wait to see their smile and their excitement. And when I give them something, and they're like, hmm, I didn't want this. Or this, oh, here it is. This isn't the right color. Or you give it, has your child ever done this? I know they have. You give them something brand new, and it's like the same day, it's broken and in pieces. And they've moved on to the next object of destruction. No gratitude or gratefulness. So as a dad... I'm going to be hesitant to get that for them again. 
They're not going to get the same thing again from me. If you do that, then you're only teaching them that it's okay to not be a good steward and take care of what you've been given, that it doesn't matter. But that's not how life works. That's not how life works. Um, you're walking in blessings right now. You really are. You're walking in blessings right now in your life that God is testing you with. You're walking in blessings in your life that the Lord is literally testing you with to see how you're going to respond. Little things that God has given you are just tests. They are Little moments, and God wants to see what you'll do with that little thing. Because if you're faithful with the little thing, what happens next? God knows you can be faithful and from with much more. Look at your life. Can I ask you a question? If someone came up and asked you for $20 and said they needed help, and said they were hurting, their family needed food, and they needed something to eat, and you gave them $20, then all of a sudden you drive down the street and you saw them go into a convenience store, come out with two 24-packs of whatever it may be, and they came up to you a week later, and said, could you help me again? How many of you would say yes, raise your hand? We'll give it to them again. You understand what I'm saying? It's common sense. We use it in our own lives. We use it as a, a measurement, as a rule of thumb for our own lives because it's only ethical. And, and you can talk yourself out of it, but but listen, you can say, you know what, they just maybe were stressed out that day, and, and, and you know, yeah, I, I, the Bible says give and keep on giving and to help them. I, yeah, here, man, just don't go buy no, no beer anymore with that money, man. I thought you said it's going to be for this and that. Well, man, it will be. It will be, man. It will be. You take off, you drive by, you see him again. You know, skipping. I don't even, I forgot how to skip. Yeah. That's sad, right? I almost feel like I need to learn right now. It's just <laughs> retarded. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Why do we think that if we, not being God, wouldn't bless somebody again because of ungratefulness, if we have the, that, that enough, enough of wisdom, enough wisdom and enough uh, of God's righteousness to distinguish the difference between right and wrong, you wouldn't enable somebody. Now, what God doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to enable you. He doesn't, God doesn't want to enable us. He doesn't want us to keep on doing what we're doing if it's not going to be good for us. But, but this is the difference. When things don't go well and it's not your doing, even if it is your doing and you did it out of ignorance, if, if you made a mistake, God will bless you even when you make a mistake. 
If your heart was right, you know, God sees your heart. But if you intentionally mess it up and don't care and say, I don't care, whatever, don't bother me none. I seriously doubt that God is going to keep on blessing you the way he wants to bless you because you lack gratitude. I'm not trying to come down and sound condescending. I'm leading up to a point in a revelation that God simply conveyed to me. And here, here's, the, here's what you have to recognize. Have you ever seen people truly prosper that were ungrateful and unthankful for what they had already? Hardly, right? But have you ever recognized grateful people, think people with thanksgiving in their heart are always happy, but they're always seem, seem to prosper in their life? I've seen grateful people that thank God for the little things. I've heard you, many of you, say this before under your breath when something good happened. I've heard you say it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Got another client. Thank you, Jesus. Got another bonus. Thank you, Jesus. And I've heard you also say, oh, my God, something bad happened. Well, thank you, Lord. Something good's on the way. See, you just saved your faith. You just saved your faith. You just told the world, you told the devil, you told yourself, this ain't going to stop me. It's not going to stop God. I'm going to stay in a position where I can receive more. And I know God's going to do something good. So you know what? I'm not going to be a bad steward of this. I've always told my children, I've always told my kids, and when they're going through a trial, I've told them before, hey, don't waste your trial. Don't waste your trial. Don't race, waste your problem. Uh, stop in your problem. Stop in the, in the middle of your storm. Stop. Do an evaluation. Check yourself and begin to look and say, you know what? In, instead of pouting, I'm going to praise him. Instead of being depressed, I'm going to lift my hands, sing a song, a new song. Um, I'm going to pray this time instead of worry. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought that, you know what, this time around, I'm going through the same problem, but I'm going to try something different. I'm going to stop long enough. You know, you know when you're on fire, they say, they, they, they say stop, drop, and roll? You know, well, when, when fiery trials come, every Christian says stop, drop, and pray. Or stop, drop, and holy roll. That's how I used to say, we used to say it like that, stop, drop, holy roll. But anyhow, in your problem, in your problem, you're the only one that can change it outside of God. God can change it. God wants to change it, but guess who he's waiting for? He's waiting for someone with the heart of gratitude, right? Also maintaining gratitude is difficult when things aren't going well. So why should you and I maintain a heart of thanksgiving? Point number one, thanksgiving gives glory to God. Thanksgiving gives glory to God. 2 Corinthians 4, 14 and 15. Listen to this. We know that God who raised the Lord will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. 
This is Paul writing. See, in this moment, if you read the scripture, the church was going through persecution. They were going through problems. Not the same way you and I had gone through. Some have gone through it in Texas and around this, around this world, and they've experienced persecution. But, but this is what Paul is writing to the church. You may have a problem right now, but listen, remember this, and know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with, with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. All of this that you're going through right now is for your benefit. It may not seem like it's for your benefit, but it is for your benefit. Why? Well, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. As God begins to use your life to reach more and more people, God will receive more and more glory. Did you just hear what I just said? Now, here's the revelation. Here's, the, here's some clarity and something you need to remember. Our life was meant to give God glory. Did you catch that? Bring that scripture back up one more time, guys. Bring that scripture right back up. I want to read this to you one more time. I want you to catch it. He said, Paul writes to the church that's going through persecution. He said, all this will benefit you. He said, and the more you stay focused and allow your light to shine, more and more people will come and give God thanksgiving. Gratitude. More and more people will begin to thank God. Now, now I read the scripture, and what I've seen in the scripture in many places, God gets the glory when thanksgiving is given to him. God gets the glory. We know that, right? For example, when, when, whenever God has blessed you, has God ever blessed you and you've given the credit to him? Right? You know, when we eat and we sit down for a meal, that's what we do. We thank God. We, we give thanksgiving. We call it thanksgiving, right? Because we're giving God thanks for all the blessings. I mean, I think it's a wonderful holiday. I, think I really think Thanksgiving is one of the best times of the year to reflect and, and thank God for every good thing in our life, even the bad things that God's going to turn around for our good, even the things that have troubled us. This Thanksgiving, somebody ought to really just begin to thank God for everything, every bad thing. You know what you ought to do right now? I don't know what you've gone through, what you're going through, what your challenges are, but give God thanks for it right now. Can you do that? Right now, right now by faith. Exercise this right now. Tell him, tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that awful coworker. Thank you for my mean boss. Thank you for all of my bills because, God, if I didn't have bills to pay, you wouldn't be, be, have a reason to bless me uh, to pay those bills. And, God, thank you for my debt, really, because, Lord, now you can have a chance to pay off my debt. You know, I'm just saying, God, thank you for everything. Thank you for the troublemaker because, God, it's going to make me a peacemaker. You understand what I'm saying? Thank you for my mom-in-law, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, God, God knows. But do you know? See, God knows the end of the story, but you just in the, you're in the middle of it. 
You don't get the whole book by just reading just to the middle part of the book. You get the whole picture when you go through the end chapter. God's already at the end. God's already at the end. So he said, and the more more people that they give thanksgiving to God, that means God gets the glory. Okay, so now here, even in our trouble, God's going to get the glory because your life was never meant, and here's what you got to remember. Here it is. Your life was never meant. I mean, God didn't save you just so you can stay in trouble or always be in debt. Always have, excuse me, say it, don't spray it, right? There's an anointing on the front row today. It's going to hit you. And when it does, just give him all the praise. So, so whenever, whenever uh, you know, God didn't save you, and he didn't uh, uh, want you to say, you know, he didn't want you to be saved, and so he pointed you and say, hey, listen, I saved them just so I can show you that they can tolerate problems. I saved them just so they can be sick. I, I saved them so they can just be poor their whole entire life. I, you understand what I'm saying? Some of you are believing some of that. <laughs> Hold on a second. Do you honestly think that God saved you just so you could be miserable your whole life? Do you really believe that God, do you believe that God saved you just so you can be a miserable example? Somebody better answer me real quick because I'm going to keep on asking it. No. How many of you believe that God saved you so you can give him the glory? Now, now the question is, how do you give God glory? If God wants your life to be a life that gives him glory and proof of his existence, then there has to be thanksgiving come out of you, right? There has to be thanksgiving. So how can you thank God in, in, in the present circumstance when you're going through something bad? The only way you can thank God for something bad is having a no a knowledge or understanding that something good is on the way. God, let me, here it is. I'm not done, but let me just tell you, God does not get the glory out of sickness and disease. God does not get the glory out of poverty and debt. Are you with me? I've never heard anybody say, just thank you, Father, for letting me be in debt because, you know, God, this is where we want to live. This is where we want to be. But I can hear somebody saying, Lord, thank you for the debt that you're going to prove that can be paid off. Thank you, God, for allowing me to go through this lesson of stewardship in my life. Thank you for allowing me to experience poverty for a season because now I'm going to appreciate it now when the blessings come. That's why some of you have not gotten that job yet that you really want because God wants to see how you're going to handle the one that you got right now. Because if you don't thank him for the job, who am I talking to? Who, if you can't thank God for the job you have right now, what makes you think God's going to expect you to give him glory when he gives you the new one? Give him glory and the one you've got right now. Give him glory when the problems you're facing right now because God's going to give you something better. You're a victor in Christ Jesus. You're a champion. You're going to come out ahead. The greater is he that's in you than him that's in the world. The anointing inside of you can't be contained. 
You can't keep Jesus down inside of you. Nobody can. Thanksgiving gives God the glory. Thanksgiving, it just puts us in a position to acknowledge that there is a God and he is my deliverer. He is my provider. He is my help in the time of trouble. He is my peace. He is my strength. He is everything to me. God is able. Turn around to somebody and tell them your God is able. Smile. Your God is able. God didn't design you to be darkness. God designed you to be light. I feel like my wick has been wet forever and it can't be lit. The Bible says the spirit of man is a candlestick of the, the candle of the Lord. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. It's what he lights. Go look it up. Scripture says you are the light of the world. Why would God take the light of the world? Yes, because of Jesus in your life, you become light. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying Bobby is perfect. I'm not saying Bobby is the light of the world. Praise the Lord. No, what's in Pastor Bobby, what's in you, What's in your neighbor is the light of the world. And because of who you have in your life, who you have in your life will give you gratitude, will give you a different perspective, will give you an understanding, will give you strength to put a smile on your face, will give you faith to understand that this is going to pass. It's not always going to be this way. Things aren't always going to happen the way they do. Things are going to get better, but God needs you to agree with him. God needs you to agree with him. God needs you to say amen to him. God needs you to read that Bible, get it in your mind, and begin to realize all things work together for my good. That, uh, hey, them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So when you look at yourself, you're not just looking at yourself, you're looking at God in your life. Do you think Jesus ever needed therapy? Do you think Jesus ever, ever was ever worried about how the bills were going to be paid? You want to know why he didn't? Because he had faith that God loved him. and He was here on earth for a higher purpose. That's why, now listen to me, case in point, that's why Jesus was never down because of the cross. He looked beyond the cross. He knew that if the Father would give him the opportunity to go to the cross, and they took his life, that the Father would raise him up again. Did you know that was the same faith Abraham had? Abraham took Isaac to the, to the top of that mountain and was going to sacrifice him because the scripture says Abraham knew that he could raise him back to life. God could raise him back to life again. So he was willing to offer the sacrifice. He was willing to take that knife and put it into his son. And that's why God stopped him and said, now I know, now I know, now I understand. You've got faith. You know what I can do. Now you're my friend. Now I can trust you. You see, when you look beyond the problem and understand that this is where God tests you, this is where God wants you to develop true character and thanksgiving in your life to make you a real light in the world, guys. 
You know what I'm talking about? And he wants to see if you believe him because if God wants the dream to die, you have to have faith that God can resurrect the dream again. A, a dream can't live first unless it's dead. Or can't a dream, you, how many of you want God to, uh, let me say it like this. Um, a dream can't be resurrected unless it first dies. How many of you feel like you've had some dreams that have died in your life? It's all good. I felt that way before, and I feel that way sometimes. I feel like some things are dead, man. Well, guess what? Now God can resurrect it. He can't resurrect. God doesn't resurrect things that are living already. God only resurrects things that are dead. So he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you understand now? Because I, I know what he can do. I know who he is. I know what his purpose is in my life. My life was meant to give glory to God, not to bring shame to God, not to make an embarrassment for everyone else in the, in the church. My life was meant to be a shining beacon, one of great, great results. My life was meant to carry favor. So when I'm in unfavorable circumstances, I know that God's favor is going to bring me out. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because greater is he that's in me than him that's in the world. I've got Jesus in my life. He loves me. I got his name. I'm covered by his blood. I, I, he, he, he saved my life. Am I talking to anybody here today? Let me, let me move on. Let me move on. So ultimately, point number two, God will make a way for Thanksgiving. God will make a way for Thanksgiving. So you can be the glory of God in the earth. If God, uh, and by the way, make a note of this. If you want to go back and read this, go, go read 2 Corinthians 9 and 11. Go, go write that down and go read that or, or look on our app and download my sermon notes. Go read 2 Corinthians 9 and 11. It proves that God gets the glory when Thanksgiving comes out of our life. Somebody say it again. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, gratitude will take you to another high altitude. Gratitude will change your altitude. God wants you to be thankful for something that you don't have yet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, thank you, God, for making it this difficult, because that just means that it's going to be a greater testimony. That just means my story is going to be able to help somebody else in their problem. That, that means that, God, that I didn't go through all this just for nothing. You're going to take this problem, and you're going to put something inside of me, and I'm going to be able to shine light into other people's circumstances. So you know what, Lord? Thank you. Hey, devil, you're so dumb. You're so stupid. Thank you. It's the only word. That's, that's my cussing. I just cussed. So dumb. Every time he puts pressure on me, there's something inside of me that grows. Every time he brings trouble in my life, this guy just prays more. This guy just worships more. This every time, let me tell you something. My wife can testify to this. Ever since God saved me and something bad happened in my life, if I just leave the house, my wife knows I'm not going to a bar. I'm not going, and I'm going to, excuse me for being frank and just 
playing with you, but this guy's not going to a strip club. This guy's not going to a party. This guy's not going anyplace else. My wife knows that if I leave the house because I'm in trouble, I'm heading to the house of God to go pray. The last thing the devil wants to do to me is mess with me because all I'm going to do is pray more, fast more. Yeah, I fast. I'm going to do some things in my life that's going to make me better, make me stronger. I mean, listen, that's, you know, I'm just telling you, every Christian that encounters trouble becomes trouble for their problem. You know, every Christian that encounters trouble becomes trouble for the devil. Every devil that causes trouble for a Christian, that Christian becomes trouble for the devil. Because thanksgiving, gratitude, an awareness, I'm aware, I know, I know who I am. God didn't save me just so I can live in this. God saved me and my family so he, he can get the glory from our life. How is he going to get the glory? Through a grateful heart, through somebody who can smile and recognize something good is on the way, Lord. Thank you today, Father. Thank you today, Lord Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. You can never say thank you. Listen, I read this someplace. If you don't have the words to pray and all you can ever say is thank you, it's enough. <laughs> there are some times I get into prayer or I go to talk to Jesus. I don't have the words. And all I have is thank you, Lord. And if you mean that, and you'll feel something. Oh, you'll feel something. You'll feel something with the heartfelt felt gratitude, uh, a word of thank you coming from your life. I'm telling you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I shouldn't be here today, God. But thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. Oh, God, it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but, God, it could have been worse. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for this problem because that just tells me you're fixing to get the glory out of everything in my life. Even Job, even Job lost his family, everything he had, but he stayed humble. And guess what happened? Because he never cursed God. His wife even said, <laughs> You still hold fast to your integrity? His wife said, you ought to just curse God and die. He looked at her and said, woman, shut your mouth. <laughs> you speak like a foolish woman, he said. And he maintained his integrity. At the end of his life, he was blessed with twice of what he had before. Why? Because of attitude, gratitude, thanksgiving. It's a powerful force. Thanksgiving doesn't allow blockage in your spirit for the favor and the anointing and the blessings of God. How many of you love his presence? I'm really, I'm asking, how many of you love, I mean, like, you ever had that day, have you ever had this kind of a day where you're, you're like, you're walking, and you, you like, you know, that morning you woke up, and you feel God's presence, and you feel like, man, I just feel a touch of God on me today, some, I don't know if somebody prayed for me, or I don't know if just God just answering a prayer I prayed in the past, and dealing with me now, I don't know what it is, but now I'm just going to thank him, and you just can't get out of it that day, and you're like, my God, I don't just, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. You don't have nothing else to say but thank you, Jesus. 
And when something bad comes your way, have you ever thought this that day? Like, like you know what? Somebody gives you an attitude. Something happens. You got one or two choices. You're going to give in to the drama or you are going to stay grateful that day and thank God for it and say, Lord, thank you. I just really know where I am right now. I like what I feel on me. I'm not going to let anybody take the presence of God off of my life. I'm not even going to let my problems. You know what David said in Psalms 51 when he prayed? He said, God, you're the only one that can forgive me. But Lord, whatever you do, don't take your spirit from me. That's all that matters. I want your presence. I want your spirit. I want your hand in my life. And, and Thanksgiving guards that. It guards it. It protects it. So God is always going to make a way for Thanksgiving. God will always make something good come out of your bad circumstance. If you give him glory, if you give him glory, he will cause things to shift. If you give him glory. If by faith you begin to give God all the credit and all the glory. You know what glory means, really? When you say, I'm giving God the glory, you're just recognizing, you're honoring him for it. You're telling him, it's because of you that I have something good in my life. And it's going to be because of you that I'm going to get out of this problem or out of this mess. You know, God will take a mess and turn it into a miracle if your attitude is right. I'm telling you. A simple, heartfelt thank you will go a long ways in life and in the kingdom of God. A simple, heartfelt thank you. I am so thankful for all of you. I really am. This past, this past uh, Pastor's Appreciation Month, man, we got so many cards, handwritten cards by people that just told us about how they were so blessed by this church and ministry. And we've had people come to our house and cook. Man, we just cook meals for us and do things, send us messages, and just simple thank you for what you do. I mean, you know, you know all that did? You know what that did for me? It just wanted me to become a better pastor. And I want to say thank you for just loving on us and loving my family. And thank you. But a little thank you goes a long way with us because, boy, I tell you what, we... We, we love you even more. We want to be a better people. But if that would do something for me as a human being or for us or for you, how much more would it do that for God? And see his children constantly thanking him, appreciating him. When your child is so ecstatic about the gift you gave them and they become a good steward of it and they, they're, so thank, they're so thankful for it and you can tell doesn't it want to make you, doesn't it make you want to do more? How many of you have ever had that? I remember we bought our, our, our little boy. God spoke to, I've told this story before, but um, God's, I'm, I'm lollygagging. That's all right. Just bear with me. I'm trying to hurry. I remember when my son was Joshua, my youngest boy, he was so down. He didn't have a lot of friends, you know, at the house. The kids are older, you know, and it's still that way, but but uh, he was feeling depressed and down, and I would play with him sometimes. We'd do things together, but it wasn't the same. I thought God touched, touched Josh, and, and we've had a bad experience with dogs in our family. Don't judge me. How many dogs have you been through? I don't know what it was. I mean, we just, they're so cute when they're little, man. They're so playful, and then they right on the ground. I'm like, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Where did that come from? 
I mean, you know, uh, I just, I'm being honest. I mean, we just, and we love them, and we've never mistreated them at all. But because we didn't have time, we did not have time, so we would get pets. Most of the pets we had were outdoor pets. We built dog houses, and they were great, but, you know, it wasn't the same as we tried to have an indoor dog, and it just didn't work out. So we were always working. We were always at, you know, church, and it never got, we never gave it the proper attention. So we tried it a few times, and dogs we couldn't take care of. We actually gave them to our loved ones, and and uh, sounds funny, right? But we still keep in contact with them. Boy, one dog we had, little little black poodle, little black poodle boy. He was so cute, ran around, but it just it just couldn't train it. Try training. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to do it. We thought he would be right. We were just uneducated. That's just the simple fact. So when we we looked for another home for it, to give it to one of our family members, and we found somebody that wanted to take it, and they were wealthy, well to do. We felt like he went from poverty to to to, to the palace. <laughs> So we didn't feel bad for that one. We we're like, praise God. And boy, he's getting, I think they're feeding him sirloins. Well, he went to a good home. One day the Lord spoke to me. Josh was feeling down and, my, and God spoke to my wife. And the Lord said, go buy him a puppy. And I had to question God. I knew it was God, but I had to question God because I said, Lord, we said we would, we're not pet people. Not because we don't like pets, understand that. We love pets, but because of our schedule and our time. We, don't, we feel like it's not fair because we don't give it the proper attention to train. So I said, okay, God, I need a confirmation. My wife comes up to me in the house the same day and says, the Lord spoke to me and said, we need to go get Josh a puppy. I said, okay, God. So I went and bought this puppy. And we found one, uh, we rescued one, really, from somebody that had it. It was so cheap. The price was so low. But when we got the puppy, the, the puppy was infested with fleas and had scars on it. It was, almost looked like it was starting to develop a little bit of mange. They had these puppies, and they weren't taking care of it. So, man, we took the puppy. We took that little, what they call, he's a Bojack. He's half Boston Terrier and half Jack Russell. He was a cool-looking dog, and it just was, wasn't taken care of. So we took that dog, and as soon as we got him, they handed them to me and handed them to the daughters, and fleas were getting all over us. It was bad. So we took it to the parking lot of the McDonald's, walked us across the street to the dollar store, built a, just a bathtub in the back of my truck, and gave it a quick bath right there, towels, and we just took care of that puppy right then and there, and all the fleas were gone. We took care of it, and we brought it home, and it was there, and you can feel the sense of security that puppy had. And and, and, and so Josh gets home. Our little boy Josh gets home. And, and I don't know why I'm sharing this story with you, but I, I'm sure God's going to use it. But, but when the puppy came in, and he was there in, in the house, and we brought Josh in, and we said, hey, son, we got something for you. There's something for you in the garage. So he comes in, and as soon as he saw the dog, we thought he would go, oh, man, this is core." Yeah, whatever else. He stopped and he goes, huh. he touched it. And I went beside him and said, What do you think, Josh? And he turned to me and he hugged me so tight and he started crying. He was crying and healing was taking place in his life. 
And he started saying, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. In those thank yous, I almost felt like, thank you, Dad. I just needed a friend. Thank you, Dad. And I'm going to tell you, as God is my witness, it was just a week. We didn't have never had to train that dog to potty outside. It trained it. It already knew, and it had never been trained. That, that's a miracle. I mean, that dog started going to potty on the outside without us having to do anything and train it what to do. Everyone, it became the family dog. His name is Mason. And this dog was a godsend because God told us to do it. Any other time we would have done it, it wouldn't have worked out, but God said to. And he did it at the right time where somebody would be appreciative of the dog. Sometimes God will not bless you or tell you it's okay to do something because it's the wrong time. If God blessed you before it's time, you wouldn't be thankful for it. And God flows through gratitude. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Well, I kind of do care a little bit because then you wouldn't come back if you thought I was crazy. But, but I believe that God actually trained that dog. Say, um, say what you want. I believe the Holy Ghost trained that puppy. And that puppy went outside and time to potty. I just think the Spirit of God brought an angel and said, okay, angel, here's your job. Like every, every angel's getting these big battles and fighting Satan. And your job is to go over there and make sure that, poppy, that, pup, that puppy potty's outside, <laughs> pees outside, and go take care of the Riveras. Because there's a little boy that has some gratitude there that's thankful for what we've done. They obeyed me. It was time to do it. Mean, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you this for a reason. Yeah, he has mistakes every once in a while, but that's all right. But I'm going to tell you something. He does what we say to do. He's, it's been the best thing that's ever happened. We love that dog. He's a family member now. And he, we love him, but it was God's timing. And we heard God, but somebody has to be grateful. I mean, God is going to give you what you need at the right time. He's not going to give you something that's going to hurt you or you're not going to be thankful for. The blessings of God come without a curse, and they come with thanksgiving. That's what the scripture says. And so, and so 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three and 24 says, For I pass on to you what I have received from the Lord himself. On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do it in remembrance of me. You know what he did the night he had the Last Supper with them? He literally thanked God for what he was fixing to go through. I don't know if you caught this or not. He thanked God for the bread, not because he was thankful just for eating it at that moment, for strength, for nutrients. He was thankful for what it represented and he said, now you do this just like I did. He said that body was his, that bread was his body that was been broken. He said, give thanks for it. And they thank God for the broken body. In other words, he thanked God for what he was fixing to go through ahead of time. Because he knew through that one, one thing that he was going to give the world, life, through one life, 
that he would have eternal life and that other lives would be saved. Because something good was going to come out of that. So when he said, you give thanks for the bad thing that's fixing to happen in my life, and he said, when you get together again, when you take communion, that's what it was. It was an example of communion. When you take communion, give thanks for the bad thing that happened in my life. If I read between the lines, that's what it said. Thank God for the bad thing that happened in my life because something good's going to happen in yours. I've had people, I've seen people and heard of people being healed when they take communion because they thank God for the body that was broken for them. That's scripture. And by his stripes, we are healed. The body was broken for you and die. And so God does things. But listen, all things, everything works out for our good. Let me leave you this one thought. I'm closing. You can come up. Here's the last thought I'm going to leave you. There is always... Always, always something to be thankful for. There, thank you for that golf clap. That was so, so charged by it right there. There is always, always something to be grateful for in your life. Always. You're here, aren't you? You're breathing, aren't you? Somebody give God some thanksgiving right now for that. Hey, your business didn't go bankrupt. It's still floating, isn't it? It didn't sink. Somebody give God some praise for that right now. You're still working, aren't you? Give God some praise for that right now. Hey, listen, listen. Did you get laid off? Give God praise because there's a better job coming your way. Oh, man. You understand what I'm saying? Every bad thing in your life produces something good when God's in it because God wants to get the credit for everything. Give God, somebody stand up and give God some glory. Come on, do it all over the place. It's, it's, a, it's a season of thanksgiving. It's a season of thanksgiving. Just lift your hands and thank Him. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Why did I have to go through all that? You know why? Because God wanted to get the glory out of it. But I haven't seen anything good come out of it yet. Well, that's because you haven't thanked Him. And you haven't pursued Him. And you haven't stopped long enough to say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to acknowledge Him. And I'm going to have faith in Him. And so, God, right now I give it to you. Right now I give it to you. Right now I give it to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to him. Come on, talk to him. Don't wait for nobody else. Forget about the person standing next to you. Close your eyes and just tell him, thank you, Jesus. I want you to thank God, if you will. I want you to thank God right now for every problem in your life. Thank him for that difficult person. Thank him for the sickness you've experienced. Thank him for whatever it may be, because by thanking him, God can take that gratitude and God can change your circumstance. Thank Him for something good. Thank Him for something opposite. Thank Him for something opposite right now. See, your faith will shift. Your faith will shift. God was meant to bring that for your glory. Listen, listen, do you know what? You know what the disciples asked Jesus one time when He came to a sick person? The, the disciples asked Jesus, whose parents sinned that this happened to Him? He said, nobody, nobody. This sickness wasn't unto death and He didn't happen to Him because His parents sinned. This happens so God can get the glory.
so God can get the glory. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A simple, heartfelt thank you will go a long ways in your walk with God. Just tell him right now. Come on, take some time. Just do it. We're fixing to walk out of here. Just tell him, thank you. Thank you. If you've not given your life to Jesus, if you have not surrendered it to the Lord and you'd like to take that first step, while you're thanking God right now, would you just bow your head and close your eyes? And would you give me your attention if I'm talking to you? If you've been going through life and you've been ungrateful or you really never acknowledged God and it's time to really step forward and surrender your life to Him. If you need to get a fresh start in your life, we you just raise your hand? No one's looking. Just raise your hand. And we're going to pray for you right now. We're going to pray for you right now. I see hands going up. Church family, can we pray together, Covenant? Can you pray this with me together? Lord Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive me for being upset with every problem. Forgive me for taking it out on you if I did. Lord, forgive me for everything wrong I've done to anyone. And I thank you for loving me. I know you died for me. I know you gave your life for me. I know that your blood covers my sins. So Lord, I thank you for that right now. Thank you, Jesus. In your precious name, say amen. If you really meant that. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.